Before we kick off the show, I needed to quickly tell you something. We are running the biggest course for flooring professionals on the 10th and the 11th of July this year. We have already sold out all of the VIP tickets. But if you've not already grabbed your tickets, now is the time to do so. Visit the website cockerellandco.co.uk and it's forward slash training or just click on the training tab. There are the tickets. If you add the code into the coupon box podcast, so just simply enter the word podcast, that will get you a one-off discount so you can attend this. So if you are completely committed to creating structure and more profit in your flowing business, this is the course for you. Now sit back, relax, enjoy the show, and thank you so much for listening. It's got 50,000 views in 24 hours on Facebook. I was smoking weed, I was not doing anything. I was... I'd have to go pull them out of a crack, a crack den in a really bad part of Manchester where these guys are, who were in these houses. I had to just hide the fear that I was going into somewhere, that something could happen to me. And like, He's like, oh, how not to sand the king floor? Him, to eat you up. He said, right, you want to learn how to sand the floor? Come with me. Love yourself, hate yourself, critique yourself, but say, yeah, have confidence. I was like, ping, that was it. I was like, right, that's it. Floor sanding, that looks brilliant. This episode is in partnership with Roomvo. Roomvo is the number one room visualization tool used by manufacturers, retailers across the globe. To find out more information, visit get.roomvo.com. Welcome to the podcast, Danny. Danny, explain to me first of all what's your story. Oh my word, what is my story? Well, how did I get here, Tom? Can you believe it? Hey, we're on, on camera as well. Uh, yeah, we've got beers. We've got beers. We're in the studio here at Cockrell & Co in Darlington, North East. We're far too handsome to just do a do a, an audio version, aren't we, Tom? You know, we've got to do, we got to, you know, I don't know if there is a wood floor podcast. It's like done in this format. Is this the first? It's the first flooring podcast. Oh, that's, I love uh, it. Well, certainly in the UK. I think they've got one in the US, but we've, uh, we're the first UK and we're the first onto YouTube, onto all Amazon and all the big platforms. So we're going with it. And we've got beer. That's oh, nice. yes. Sir. <laughs> no, yeah, cheers. Shalom. Oh, look, and, and I've worn my best shirt. Absolutely. You know, yeah. so I've come looking like a... Uh, one of Tony Montana's henchmen. You want to think I was a, am I a drug am I a drug smuggler or am I a floor sander? Full Miami Vice. Yeah, let's find out. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, what's so, the story, Danny? What's the story? Bloody hell! Where do I? Well, look. Where did it begin? Where did it begin? Uh, you know, get the violins out. Ooh, so I start. So I guess start with my life. The reason, you know, who am I? Danny Stenhouse, but you know, I call myself Danny Sandhouse. You know, me first. Floor sanding name was Hands on Deck. Right. That was what I started out as, as Hands on Deck. Right. And uh, it quickly became, uh, people were calling me Hands on Dick. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just known as Hands on Dick. And I was like, oh God, this is no good. And so I changed. So, and also I realised that the power, I mean, this was six years ago. Google changed all the time, but back then it was SEO, search engine opt- optimization and things like that. So... By having the deck in there as keyword, I was getting decking inquiries. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Fuck, I just want to sand the floor. And like there's deck, and you know, you can check the the algorithm, the keywords and what's you know, what's um what's getting you in the searches. And it was uh it was decking. decking. 
So I was like, oh, you know, this is no good. I'm getting cold hands on dick. Everyone wants the decks doing, you know. <laughs> uh, but so anyway, so Danny Sandhouse. So my name's Stenhouse, Danny Stenhouse. And so Sandhouse was just a little bit of a, a play on that, you know, play on, on my surname. But, you know, I guess like even before that, I don't know where I start. You know, I guess I'd start from, where was I? So I was born on the street in York called Pottery Lane, which was known actually to everyone as, as Poverty Lane. They called it Poverty Lane. It was a, you know, born just me and my mum. You know, she was a single mum on a council estate, big long street. Everyone used to call it Poverty Lane. There was all kinds like going on on there. You know, you used to see it all kind of. And York's a nice place, you see, but it's got where there's council estates, there's there's... There's, there's the good, the bad, and the ugly in terms of, you know, the school of life. So just me and my dad, <clears throat> me and my mum, sorry, uh, my dad, he uh, lives, and all my family, it's just me and my mum in York, but all my family live on, on Merseyside, so a massive family over there. But my dad, he's a heroin addict, you know. So, you know, my mum sort of made that decision when she was pregnant with me to, you know, to move back to York and to, she thought, you know, really it was probably better for me. And, you know, not, no disrespect to my dad, my old man. He's he, later on in life, you know, he's kicked the habit. He's, he's still on the, the methadone or whatever it is, you know, to, 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 you'll never be, you know, I'll never be off it really ultimately. But we, we talk a lot now. I go to Liverpool to see him, you know, he's a big, and he's always had a big influence on me with you know, music and the Beatles and, you know, also the artistic side definitely comes from him. But so there you go. So that's where I started on Pottery Lane and we were poor, we were skinned. But my mum was a grafter. She was an hard worker. She'd work in the chippy. She'd work, she'd clean houses. She'd do people's ironing. She was an Avon lady. She used to, remember we used to, she used to do this thing called bingo, like sell bingo tickets, you know. And all the time I'd be a <laughs> the York hustle. Yeah, yeah, that's it. She was, it. that's it. The York, you know, she, so she really like, my work ethic, you know, I've got my, so much to thank my mum for. You know, she'd bring me, when she used to work at the Chippy, I had a little cafe, uh, you know, I'd be in cafe while she'd be doing a shift and I'd be going around sorting Avon out with her or I'd be doing like the... So that was that, you know, so that was me. I was diagnosed with Asperger's, you know, as a kid and ADHD, yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. You know, I, st I ignore them, but I guess it it's all made me like quite a unique uh, sort of character. My brain works in a different way. There's pros and there's cons to it. I'm really creative, I guess. You know, I see things at different play loads of instruments, guitar, drums, I got distinction in music, you know, so I'm one of, and, and also, I guess, quite a confident lad, I guess, growing up where I grew up, it was, you know, like the school of hard knocks, you know, you'd have to, it was like fighting for survival almost, and, but my mum, you know, a lot of people are on, on the estate, they didn't have jobs, they didn't work, there was a lot of, you know, crime, and, and, and but, my, but by my mum laying, setting that example for me, she, like I say, she was a big, <clears throat> big inspiration, so, so there you go, I did that. Anyway, when I was at school, it was time to do your careers. I was a little shit, you know, but I was always smart. You know, I was always, they always say you're so wasted on blah, you know, your potential. But so I thought, right, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to be something. So I thought I'm going to do philosophy, politics, psychology, and uh, history or something like that. I was like, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And I sat with a careers lady. This was in 2004. Now they'd be like, yeah, go on, do it. But I sat with a careers lady. And she's like, Dan, Danny, she never met me, but she said, looking at your behaviour record, you know, are you sure you want to go into further education? You know, it looks like you're smart, but you can't really, you know, sit still or you, you're disruptive <laughs> and all this. So she was like, what are all your mates doing? Now, all my mates were like, you know, Jack the Lads and things like that. So they're all construction, you know, you get to 16, I'm off to be this, I'm off to be a joiner. I chose to be a bricklayer. So I qualified as a bricklayer. Right. So when I bought, it wasn't for me. I was 17, I had no, like... Uh, 
I had no idea what that entailed. And that entailed getting up at half five in the morning. I had to get me tools, cycle to York train station. It was for Shepherd Construction, yeah. you know. I had to cycle to York. They all had their jobs in Leeds. Cycle to York train station with me kit, you know, my tools. Then I'd be up, all of a sudden, I'd be up on some scaffolding in the middle of Leeds city centre, walling blocks. It was not bricks. I was, you know, trying to... <laughs> Pull breeze block. Yeah, just breeze block. So there was no, like, you know, you'd see brick. I'd want to spring an arch. I'd want to do a raking cut and all this. And, you know, and I'm just there. If I'm lucky, yeah. you know, with blocks. The lot of it, you know, after tell you, it's like, you're a lackey. It's how yeah. it, but I get it. You know, it's like, right, you know, do this, get that, fetch this. And the guys were horrible. You know, they were, I learned I got some thick skin by be, being on a building site. That was about 2006. I came out my time, and by oh, oh thank the thank the gods, bloody the recession came, which were good for a lot of people. But that meant I'd just come out my time, and all the sites had closed down. There was no work, nothing like that. So I kind of gave me chance to take stock and think. I don't want to do this. I do it now. They make good money, brickers. In the yeah. summer, it's great, you know. <laughs> but fortune now. <laughs> at the time, I was like, you know, I was, I was seventeen. I was green. I was naive. I didn't know what a day's work was, and I was like, oh, fuck this, you know. <laughs> I was just wanting to, you know, you'd get your money. I was on good money for, you know, third year apprentice at nineteen or something. You're getting, you know, decent money a week, and I'd, uh, you know, it'd be go out Friday, go out Saturday, Sunday, you know. Suicide Sunday. <laughs> I still want right by Monday to be back again. And I hated it. So, yeah, that happened. I came out my time and I was like, right, I was too slow. There was no way I was going to be on price walling bricks, making money. So, yeah, my mum. So going on with my mum, she went from working in a chippy and doing all this to actually doing community work. She won a community pride award, my mum. You know, it's right. quite a big deal. She won this community pride award. So she was like youth working. In the in our area, because loads of little, you know, it was a lot of poverty and anti-social behaviour. So I was by that point a bum, <laughs> you know. I was smoking weed. I was not doing anything. I was signing on job seekers allowance, you know, thinking oh, that's all right, easy money, you know. I remember one day she came into my room and she said to me, uh, "God, I don't know. Sorry, how long have you got? We haven't even got to the flooring yet. This is nineteen. You've got to get to thirty before I start flooring." So like, she came into my room and she said. Right, get out of bed, you know, like the estate where I'm from, Pottery Lane and Bell Farm, you know, it's quite well known. And I knew a lot of the younger lads because I knew the brothers, knocked about with them. So she said, right, come on, we've got a big York football tournament uh, going on. You know, I've organised this football tournament with all the different youth clubs and, you know, and it was all of the kind of under socio, low socioeconomic areas, you know, kind of poor areas where, so there's obviously loads of like little... You know, yeah, yeah little scrolls, little <laughs> reprobates around. So she was like, "You can manage a team. You can manage." So obviously, I managed a team, and um, I knew the lads really well anyway. And I was like, so getting involved and stuff with the kids I was doing. I thought, oh, this is good. And then, yeah, we cut a long story short. One of the bloody Belfam lads from my estate. We had two teams. So it was the one of the other teams. They'd gone and bloody cracked. We'd gone and punched. One of the one lads on the other yeah. team. And it was from an area called Clifton. Now, Clifton's a bit of a rough and ready area. It was anyway, you know, back in the day. So this guy, this little lad, he's about 14. He's lost his head. He's kicking off. He's like, there's all these youth workers going, oh, I can't remember his name now. Whatever. Ricky, Ricky, it's okay. Calm down. You know, he's like, oh, God. He was going crazy, <laughs> I swear, you know. And he managed to get this metal bar thing from this girl because it was only five a side and it was like pop-up girls. He managed to get a bit of metal off. 
he was running around <laughs> with this bit of metal. I thought, oh Christ, I'm gonna have to go and say something here. They're talking to him, they're not on his level. Like, how would I wanna be spoken to like that? I'm not like, calm down, you've not, you've been. So I ran up to him, I said, hey mate, come on, come on. I says, look, I know you, you're feeling embarrassed, he's cracked you. I said, you're on your own here. He's with all his mates. I said, you don't look like an idiot or out like that. You know, he's, you know, there's 10 of them, there's one of you, all your mates have ran off. Do you know, I said, come on, I said, let's go to this club. There's a clubhouse, you know, there's like a gym with a bar. I said, let's go over there, let's go in there, mate. I'll get you a J2O, I promise you, mate. You, you know, you've stood up to him, you've done your bit. Let's go and have a J2O. And he came with me. I couldn't believe it. I was like, he's come with me. I got him in there, diffused it. So then this manager sort of came up to me and said, wow, you know, you, you're really good. And, you know, these are all these things that I'm mentioning because I feel like they're relevant to why I feel I've done well in this floor, like transferable skills, people. Yeah. People skills. People skills, yeah. yeah. To a degree. No metal, no metal bars or like <laughs> yeah. customers chasing you on the driveway. Oh, no. <laughs> it'd be the other way around with some of them, you know. <laughs> can you just, oh, can you just, do you like, do you like this colour? Yeah. No, actually. Fuck you know, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, so cut a long story short, I did that for a bit. Doing youth work, so I learned a lot. You know, I was working there. Now I just worked my way up. I was working for the Ministry of Def Ministry of Justice, working with some of the worst offenders in the country. You know, but the money was rubbish. You know, you're a support worker, and you'll always stay that way because you're good at what you do. Not much career progression. And at this point, I'm sorry, I need to do something. But anyway, I met met my missus. I'm still with now. Eleven years ago, and she was in Manchester. So I thought, right, I'm ready to leave York now. Uh, you know, I had the. I just thought I'm ready to spread my wings. So um, she was in uni. I met her. She'd left uni. First job she got offered, she took it because you know it's like leaving uni. You know, might not get a job. No. You know, <laughs> some yeah. people still no, don't. Some don't, yeah. Yeah. So she took the first job that she um, that she was kind of offered. It was in Manchester. Made made a start there. Anyway, I carried on doing the youth work, but I ended up just working in children's homes. Working his kids' homes, uh, children's home. I was on like six quid an hour. They stopped paying you at 11 o'clock because it was a private one, so it was like a privately run one. So, the, you know, it wasn't like a local authority. They they were making, they had all like four by four. They had Land Rovers. It was, it was a good little money maker, yeah. let me tell you, you know. And But, they, you know, to be fair to them as well, they did care about their kids, but, you know, we were on crap money. So at that point, I knew I was thinking, I need something else now. I'm 25, 26 now. So I, I was... The seed was planted, you know, I need something more than this. And also, they stopped paying at 11. These kids go missing at, at one in the morning. You've got to go out and find them. And I was going in, you know, there was some, we had girls who were really uh, at risk or going through child sexual exploitation, so bad stuff. I'd have to go pull them out of a crack, a crack den in a really bad part of Manchester where these guys are, who are in these houses, they don't give a shit who you are. I had my lanyard on. They just think you're like a social worker or you're one of them. You know, they were really, it was very scary stuff and I'd have to really have, it was like a, like a, I had to just hide the fear that I was going into somewhere that something could happen to me and be like, nope, come on, uh, what's your name? So come on, Emily, mm -hmm. not, not what she was called. You're coming with me, come on, need to get, you know, and I would do it, you know, so I just thought, no, I'm getting not getting paid for this. No. <laughs> not, Fair. You'd Fair. get a sleep wage, which was 30 quid or something because she was asleep and never was. So, right. So that was that. So we bought an house, me and the missus in Manchester. Then I seen the estate agent. He pulls up, you know, cool mank, <laughs> nice car. I thought, showed me around the house, having a bit of a laugh and a joke with us. I was like, oh, I can do that. And that's kind of what I've, where I've, <laughs> I thought, I can do that. I've got a job as an estate agent. Right. right? So in Manchester, I ended up being... Uh, like, look, I'm, I'm obviously very humble. I, I ended up being <laughs> amazing at it. I know it was amazing because it was tangible. They'd, they'd release it was for a corporate agent, so the nationwide and very salesy, mate. 
training, you name it. The whole field felt found, you know. Oh, Mr. Smith, uh, is that how, I can understand how you feel, but and Mr. X felt like that. But what he found was this, you know, to try and you know get them and all the spiel, all the scripts, and I was really, but I was just really good at it through my youth work. I was just really good at empathising or knowing what people wanted, finding stuff out about people. But I became a bit immoral with it as well because you know. You'd find stuff out. I didn't even have kids at the time. You'd be like, you know, you know, you find soft facts out about them. You got any kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. You know, I didn't have a kid. But me too. Oh, nightmare. Oh, I'm knackered. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And so I was so good. It was top on sales, viewings, uh, mortgage appointments, um, booking in the the valuations, which is the most important thing because. If you can't get the house on the market, that's the key to all the business. You know, the the seller pays the edge. So I was great at it and uh, top of all the league tables. I learned a lot. Then I got like kind of recruited to a more independent agent in a really affluent part of Dids, uh, Manchester called Didsbury. So yeah. It's, yeah, blah, blah. This is it's, it's a long one, this. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, so um. what had happened there was I got really good at sales and I was really good with people as well. And also marketing, we had to market houses, we had to market properties. And I got to know that a house won't sell and I'd be able to go into Rightmove through the back door and see the data, the click-through rates. Data, I used to love data, like analyzing. And sometimes you just do one thing, like take a better picture where it was a sunny day and it won't you know, raining and it didn't look gloomy. And there was, all right, the house had been on the market for four months now. We've got leaves on the trees. It was winter. I'd take a different picture and then you'd see the stats go up and the phone would ring. And I was just so amazed by little details like that. And, and, and then not only that, I was dealing with clients who were money people, investors. And that's really what Planet of the Seed, there was people, I'd always ask them, because it was part of the job, what do you do? Get your soft facts, find out about, you know, find out about what they are. You know, they're more likely to, you know, people by people, which I'll keep repeating that mantra, they're more likely to, you know, come back to, you know, it's yeah. a bit of a, you know, you're a salesman and that kind of thing. And you got to like, let them know you're a bit human. And even though you probably half the time lying just to, <laughs> so, but I'd meet, <laughs> I'd meet all these different people who were in Manchester, millionaires, investors, you know, some of them were, couldn't even like write but they were fucking great with excuse my language. It was great with money. They knew how to buy, you know, Dal Boys type thing. There were Mancunians, there was posh. I'd always ask them what they did. And you know what, mate? There were some people that were just one guy laughed and said, I sell paper clips. <laughs> All right. He imports stationery from China. But you know, yeah. paper clips and this millionaire. Other guy, what do you do? Sell fruit and veg. All right, he had a big fruit distribute. But you know, it's I all started somewhere and I thought, these guys are you know, they inspired me. I was like, right, I'm going to start something now. I'm going to do it. I'm going to start something. These guys are all doing it. If you want to make money, work for yourself. You know, I know that I was so good at the youth work. I knew that I was so good at um, selling. I was the top and I thought, I can do this. I just had a real big... Um, the beer's going to make me burn. <laughs> I had a real big self-belief, you know. Um, I had a real big self-belief in myself because, you know, I, I was the guest by this point. I was... Getting on, I was about 27, 28 or whatever, and I was starting to look, I am capable, I, you know, I'm doing well here. I'm, and I started to really believe in myself and um, I'm just gonna have a swig of this. Sorry, it's not very uh, uh, audio friendly. So I guess, right, so, look, so from there, I thought, right, I wrote a list, what do I wanna do? And it was like, I started thinking of things, you know, I was gonna set up an online agent because that was at the time where high street agents, there was not many online agents. This was 2017, there were purple bricks had popped up or whatever, but there wasn't that many. 
And I identified a place in Manchester. It was growing and growing, and it was great for investors, great first-time buyers. And the thing with an online agent is, all you need is a website, yeah. you know, and people to trust you. You know, but yeah. I could do that. <laughs> and um, and I was going to sell this, uh, but my missus, and I understand, you know, I was with her. She said, Danny, I don't like the person you're becoming. Let's just say I got a bit Wolf of Wall Street, you know what I mean? <laughs> the friends I was meeting, it was always go for a few beers after work. It ended up, you know, ten. we're all, yeah, 10. Okay. And thinking we're all, you know, I don't know what we thought we were. <laughs> the missus were happy with it. And, you know, she she made, she said to me, don't like the person you're becoming, don't like it. I kind of thought, oh, I don't like the sound of this. She's kind of, if I carry on, <laughs> that's that. You know, I thought well, I bought an house with her. So anyway, I thought, right, I'm not going to do it. I made a list. So, right, online agent, no. Could maybe make money, but no. A lot of hours, no. And then I've got another hobby. I like picking locks, right, which is probably a bit... <laughs> I love it. I know. So much so, this is this. I'm going on a tangent here, but the client, this is honest to God's truth. I've got two pictures of him that I sent him. I'll show you as God's honest truth. I told I like to talk to people. Yeah. Talk a glass eye to sleep. That's what once people have said to me. I told him that it's a similar story. No wonder I got the floor sanded. He asked how I got to where I was. I told him this exact story, you know, and he said, oh, I've got two locks I need you to pick. One of them was a money safe that he'd lost the key for. And one of them was a post box that he'd lost the key for. Anyway, picked him for him, Poof, did it, you know. So anyway, I was going to, so I thought, oh, right, I like picking locks. I'd buy locks online and do it, just like people do Sudoku, whatever it's called, mm -hmm. or people do crosswords, people play whatever, you know, online bingo. You, you pick locks. I pick locks, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, dare, I didn't yeah. mention the fact that at one point before the youth work, I got arrested for car theft as well, <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's and that's how I ended up working with kids because my mum was like, you know, you know, come on, work with these kids, you know kind of thing you've been there you've done it you've been you know you need to steer them on the right path and that's when she brought them so yeah got sorry but hey i'm clean now a long time ago so anyways into picking locks and then i thought i could be a locksmith but i thought about it and i thought oh hang on a minute no one really wants the locks no one who gets locked out of their house everyone pissed <laughs> four in the morning you got an emergency line and yeah you could probably charge in premium but some some pissed up morons gonna some drunk morons gonna be like look tell me I have to go there and unlock four in the morning get out of bed and so I thought no I'm not gonna do that and anyway the next door neighbours to us had just had their floors sanded it was only a smallish living room it was like um, two beds like semi in Manchester fifteen square meters or summer. So like over the fence, I said, oh, we just had a quarter of our floor, like you do, chatting over the fence with the neighbours. We just had a quarter of our floor sanded. They said like, 550 quid. Like, that's going to be leave it, you know. And I was like, ping, that was it. I was like, right, that's it. Floor sanding, that looks brilliant. And we'd had <coughs> we'd had our floors done by the same guy. That's why they was telling us, because we, we recommended it. We, we got ours done by this person. And they must have waited about a year or so, and there was, the price had gone up, you know, like the prices go up. And they were like, you know, and I'm, and I remember watching him do it. He turned up. He didn't say a lot, you know, but he turned up. He said, yeah, what do you want? Yeah, sand and lacquer. Yeah, great, you know. And then he put his headphones in and just started sanding. And I was just mesmerised watching him start the machine, old pine boards. And he just ran his machine over on that first cut. And it was like, bang, look at that. <laughs> You know, like everyone says yeah. to me now, oh, wow, it's, you know, it's done after your first cut. They're like, oh, wow. And you're like, yeah, I've got another day here, mate. You know, <laughs> this yeah. is just a 24 grit, you know. But I was like, wow. So that was it. Soon as, and again, I always have this, maybe it's 
misplaced courage or confidence, but I thought, I can do that. So that's how it started, mate. So there you go. Who's down there? There you go. That's the long, that's who I am. That's so who I am. When you decided to set, set the business up, what was your first set up? Because I've got a good story with this. I'll tell, No, actually, I'm going to tell you my story yeah, first. Yeah, yeah, because I've spoke so, too long here. So <laughs> I had a Citroen Saxo VES that was on coilovers, really low down the floor, big exhaust, had the big ball four on the back. And I got bought out of my flooring business that I was with a business partner. And I went down B&Q in, in Darlington and bought a Makita Hoover, a Makita Sander, a load of sandpaper, and um, and I put some adverts out. And I won a job. We're <laughs> not doing it. How hard uh, can it be? Yeah. I think yeah. I know. I actually didn't. I put some leaflets out yeah. around Middlesbrough. Yeah. And this lady, 50s floorboards, only had, um, what was it? Um, only had paint on it, so it looked an easy job. So I think I charged her... 1,200 quid, something like that. Yeah. So I thought, I'm in here. Printing Two, money. 250 yeah. quid for the sandpaper, 1,000 yeah. quid in a week. I'm, I'm like, I'm in here. Yeah. But remember... Booking the holiday to Jamaica, <laughs> to Barbados, you know. But remember, I only had bought my... Uh, with the money I'd got when I'd been bought out, I only had a Makita orbital sander. And I spent f- four days with knee pads, um, 60, 80, 120... Um, 240 like literally yeah. with this 160 quid sander that was amazing at the time yeah and then then i was like i don't know how to put lacquer on and i'm like <laughs> oh, and shit. i remember thinking and i went to like a friend i went to this person went to that person and i actually remember putting on ron seal diamond glaze because you can't get it wrong and the woman was happy with it but it was the worst five days of my life. Uh, I, I got paid off that job and did some other floor fitting, but ended up buying a higher tech sander. But that's why I'm asking, what was your first rig and how it. much it cost you? I love it, mate. <laughs> oh, what a question. Because right. that was painful for this me. Is, yeah, I, could, I wouldn't wish that on my worst. You could use that as a punishment for yeah. like you know criminals or you know like Japanese t- prisoner of war torture, <laughs> innit? So my first setup was... How right, so... I thought I was going to be a sander without, like, I've never, ever done it. But I was just like, I can do that, you know. And I, there's something about that. Having that confidence in yourself, it does go a long way. Pride does come before a fall and you will make mistakes. You will learn the hard way. But I thought, I can do that. Go on YouTube. Because how many times have you done DIY now? And it's like, all oh, right, right, your car. Something's up with your car. Go on YouTube. Oh, yeah, I'm a mechanic now, you know, whatever. Oh, you turn the service light off. Yeah. <laughs> Bosh, done. Yeah, wow, you know. Oh, what? how to put a curtain rail up. Or I've done so much, you know, with buying the house of the missus and doing the work. I was like, oh, I've learned how to do that. So I've learned how to I'll do it on YouTube, you know. Came across this channel, How to Sand the Floor. The guy now has become... A friend of mine, so shout out to Ben Osborne. If you know, I'd look, I, he needs to come on. You need to do a chat with Ben Osborne because I love the lad. He's he's like the Simon Cowell of the wood floor world. And I, <laughs> I hope you don't mind me saying this, I think Ben Osborne's on the spectrum a bit. I tell him, I think he's a bit Asperger's because he's got such an amazing mind. He's commu- he, he can communicate too, but he's so blunt. He's so upfront. You know, so anyway, I watched his videos. Me being the happy-go-lucky chap I am, found out his name. Found him on Facebook, messaged him. Hi, mate, I've seen your videos, but I'm looking to get into this on my own, you know what I mean? I remember he's, he shut me down, so he was like, well, that's a bit disingenuous, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're going to start charging people. And he had a point. I thought, yeah, he's got a point. You're going to start charging people for work you've never done. You know, he's like, you know what I mean? It's a bit risky, you know, you, 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 to pull it off. So I thought, yeah, the, lad, the lad's got a point. So what I did do, before I even get to myself, was I, I thought, right, well, I've got wood floors at home. Drove uh, the missus mad, right? For three weeks, maybe. I sanded and finished my lounge floor. 
and my kitchen floor there was like you know eight times or something you know <laughs> honestly higher mm. what is it higher tech high machines tech, yeah, yeah the the, oh. the the higher machines dreadful and, oh tell me about <laughs> it learn the hard but if you learn on that it can only get oh, better yeah. oh yeah it's like dream so, i came back to him a few weeks and i am a quick learner like i say it's part of like i couldn't I do my own branding, my own web. I love doing it. I did my own website. I do my own logos. I do, sometimes I think if you can't do it, outsource it to someone that can, you know, definitely. But I love doing that. That's like something I really enjoyed. So I managed to get these floors looking banging. And I'm, so there we are, I'm proud as punch. Sent, the, sent them to Fred Osborne on uh, Facebook Messenger. Like, here we go, mate, what do you think of this? He was like, that's actually quite impressive, Danny. You know, he was like, all right. Yeah, yeah, I'm quite impressed. He said, but still, mate, he said, going out and trying to sand people's floors like you've just done you know a few floors in your house you know it's still it's a try and get on with somebody locally so what i did was there's this company in manchester i'll say the name they're called new life floor care they're good they're smashing it they, they charge a good price they do all kinds they've got all bases covered you know they know you know but I, they i thought well i went on google floor sanding jobs you know yeah like you'd find one but something came up a floor sanding apprentice so i went for the interview, I thought, here we go. Because I was always going to move back to York. After 10 years in Manchester, I thought, I miss home. And I was yeah. like, right, I'll learn here, move back to York. I'm not then stepping on these toes or whoever's taught me, set up in York. So I went for the interview, smashed it, you know, duh, duh, duh. and then they turned around and said to me, right, you will move on to sanding floors, but it'll be in a couple of years. <laughs> we will get you on that because, of course, I get what they were saying. They said, you only get one shot at wood. If you you know mess up, the clients out, whatever. So we're going to have your first cleaning tiles, which again would have been still uh, for me beneficial to a degree, you know, because it's another string to your bow. But it was cleaning toilets, for being honest with you, mate. That's what it was. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you got me. I was like, oh, I said thanks, but no thanks. You know, the, the carrot was there, and there would have been the option to do it. But I guess they wanted to someone to prove the worth by getting them, you know, on that to start with. Scrubbing so, the box, yeah, yeah, mate. That's what it was. Yeah. If I'm being honest, I was like. No, thanks, yeah. but no thanks. So I'm like, right, there goes that then. All right, I'm going to have to just bloody, uh, you know, freestyle it. I'm going to have to. So anyway, so my setups, I thought, right, can't sand floors without no machines. Can't start turning up with a higher machine. So <clears throat> look on eBay and uh, I saw Lagler. So I was a Lagler there, that Verda Lagler. It was a 1988 Lagler <laughs> <laughs> Elf. Lagler Elf. Quite so it wasn't even Elf, a Hummel. No. It was a drum, drum sander. Anywhere, it was some like cronies in Leeds or I picked it up off. And you know, the drum didn't even have um, any sort, the drum was just metal, you know, and it had like a yoga mat wrapped around it, right? Like a foam (laughs) mat. Every time this yoga mat had break, I'd just buy another yoga mat off eBay and just sell it to, you know, contacted Civic back on. So I thought, well, that was working. So I've got the 1988 Lagler Elf. Ben Osborne, bless his cotton socks. He said to me, he started obviously, I got in there with him a bit and we was mate, we were getting mates. And he said to me, right, Danny, I've got some old gear here. I've got a Bonner XL Edger, which is brilliant. You yeah. know, a great little Edger at the time as well. And you've got a Bonner XL Edger. I've got a Vestal Rotex. I didn't know what that was. He said, I've got a pneumatic buffer here. All of these with your machine, you'll be able to, you'll be able to get by. Yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I drove down to Ben down south. He's in what, Letchworth or whatever he is, you know, down yeah. south near Stevenage where drove down, met Ben, got the gear, give him good, he didn't charge me much, you know. So that was that. I had the setup. But then I like, I had this edger and it had like, you know, the shuko plug and it wasn't like too, you couldn't just plug, I was like, you don't plug in it. It needs a, a shuko, like a German euro. I know what they are now, they're like the German, like almost like 110 plugs yeah, out there. Yeah, and I, thought, yeah. I don't know what to do here. 
I had no idea, so I rung, so then I went and Google, and I thought, right, back to square one, I'm going to have to try and find a local sander, rather than try to get, a, and, and I rung up, found this local sander called uh, <laughs> One Stop Floor Sanding, Dave Butterworth, and um, he he's a funny old guy, you know, and he, again, he, so I, I said to him, look, mate, I've got this edger here, at the time, him and Ben had fallen out, I've since, like, they've since made up and stuff, but at the time, him and Ben had fallen out, you won't mind me saying this, it was a public spat via Instagram, right. we'll probably touch on that later, right, yeah. you know, it was a public spat over a joke, it was, wasn't well received, or whatever, they'd fallen out, so I'd said, so I'd rung up Dave, this is why I think he told me to come with him, but one for me saying this, he probably would have said, well, piss off, <laughs> but uh, I rung him and I said, oh, hiya, mate, I've got this edger, I'm just going to learn to start side of the floor I've got this edge what cable goes in it I don't know what it is can, have you got a cable I can buy off you I'll pay good money I don't know what he said what is it like Bonner XL he's oh yeah 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 I have yeah he's like so have you what have you sanded the floor before I said no no but I've been watching these videos on YouTube he's like oh how not to sand the king floor him to eat you up he said right you want to learn how to sand the floor come with me anyway and he so I was with so I was with him for about uh, two months or so and, uh, you know, he's just a, such a funny character. He tells you how it is. He, he just, you know, so he would just, like, say, what the fuck you... you know, excuse my language, I don't want to swear to it. What the bloody hell are you playing? Danny, what are you doing? And sometimes he'd be like, Danny, go to the van and get me this, that, and the other. And I'd be like, I don't even know what that is. So I'd go to the van. He'd say himself, he's so impatient. I'd literally get to the front gate, and he'd come charging up behind me, barge me out of the way and go, Danny, you're too slow. Get out of the way. You know, he's like, he really... Well, you know, I got under his little, you know, that persona, and you know what? He's a, he's just, there's so many good sides to him as well. There was so many, you know, he was just like, he was, that's just the type of guy he was. And he taught me a lot. So he, Dave, uh, from One Stop, he like, he wants to like do the good work and be like, you know, this is what I can do. That's why I'm a bit like that. I kind of got that from him. Um, at the time as well, sorry, I was also recommended Dave Watson from Grand Park Air. Who he has like, he's just, this, he's like a god to me, like in terms of what he has been the biggest the integral part of my success. Like, you know, I couldn't have done it without him. And I'll go, we'll touch on that later. I could not have done it without him. But I couldn't have done it without Ben Osborne as well a little bit. And then also, they were the three people who really, you need to have these people. I couldn't have done it on my own. So, yeah, in the end, cut a long story short, I started getting mates with Butterworth. We'd go for a few parts. I'd get under his, you know, good not to know him. He'd start saying, are you quiet, Danny? I'd, I'd learn. He started doing these really fancy oiling uh, oiling pine boards. It's not easy. No, no. Sanding's got to be bang on. But he'd do it, and I'd see him do it. So I just thought it was normal. So I started doing oiling floors with a Lagler Elf. No finishing sander, nothing. I was just oiling floor. I thought that was it. Anyway, in the end, he, I think he took pity on me a bit, and he'd be like, you got too much work. You could shake a stick at. It's just one man. He'd be like, hey, "Danny, there's a job here. You know, do you want it? You know, you're busy." I'd be like, "No." He'd be like, "Well, there's a job." And I'd be like, "Right, I'll tell you what, then, mate. How much have you told him?" Be like, five hundred quid. It's only small." I said, "Well, look, um, you know, call it. Tell him I'll do it. Tell him you're busy. I'll do it for six hundred, and I'll give you hundred quid. You know, for the lead. Yeah, That's yeah. how business works. Money. Because I remember in estate agency, no one will do nothing if they don't get a kickback. You know, so I said, hey, "Here's a kickback. So give me a few more." And there you go. So that was that. So I was out sanding floors with a Lagler Elf, nineteen eighty-eight, and I was doing two K oils on these floors. Don't ask me how. I've done some amazing jobs with that sander. So it's almost like when I finally got a Hummel. And a flexi sand. It was like, wow. it's like yeah, it's like you know, Muhammad Ali would uh, box with um, f- um, you know, like diver, scuba diver, flip flop. What are yeah, the scuba yeah, diver? Yeah. 
shoes. I know what you mean, yeah, absolutely. Whatever yeah. they are, because he'd, he'd box and shadow box, because then when he got out of them, he was like, he was faster on his feet. And I almost feel like by learning through the hard way and, and plowing on and the, the drum sander would explode because the paper was crap. Yeah, I felt all of this oh, You know it. So, so you then, I'm assuming you then sold the house in Manchester and then moved to York. Yes. And how does the business look now? Yeah. Like, we'll, we'll miss out the middle bit, the yeah. learning and the... Yeah, I'll, I'll bore you. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll come back to maybe the biggest cock-up, but let's, yeah, yeah, let, yeah. Let, let's go for what does it look like right, right. now, like right today, tomorrow. So, you know, I had that good chance that I, I was able to have a draft run at a business in Manchester. I called it Hands on Deck. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I touched on. Yeah. And I, had a, I was able, from that point, uh, to go back to York and start afresh. I'd learnt Google, I'd learnt search engine, I'd learnt... I love learning it. While I was sanding floors, I've got my earbuds... Excuse me, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, we're, we're live gonna, and direct. We're, we're not going to do beer again. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, no. You have to do wine. I know. Get on the gin. Yeah. Oh, dear. So, um, yeah, what was it? So, I had that over. So, I learned it all. I love it. I love putting the ear- earphones in. I love learning. I love... I was listening to all this stuff about how to sort my website out, you know, H1 tags at the time. Now Google, they don't, SEO's dead. Google just say, pay us and we'll, we'll make sure you get seen. Yeah. And Because they realised, hang on a minute, there's... You know, we can just cut out all these middlemen, SEO gurus, and or whatever. Or well, no, it does still it's still relevant. You do still have to do some little things and stuff. So it is. But Google, in the end, had AdWords that just kind of blew a lot of that market away. Of like, you know, you still get the guys messing you. Yeah, we can get you more of this on Google. Yeah. But yeah, so I'd learned it all. I'd listen to what I'd be sanding seven hours a day, and I would just have my earphones in, and then my ear defenders over it. Listen to our podcast as well, doing it, you know, you know, listen to, you know, whatever podcast, you know, history, all this stuff. But at the time, it was all about growing. All I wanted to do by this point was prove to the world, you know, like prove I could do it. So, yeah, so I I had the chance to rebrand Sandhouse. It was like starting, I hit the ground running. um, I knew what I was doing, no mistakes. What my business looks like now is, you know what, I'm getting some, my phone, I'm not, I'm, I'm busy. I've had lads. I've had, at one point I had four lads. I'm back to being on my own. I'm a bit OCD, maybe. I'm probably not the best person to work under. Don't employ your friends. <laughs> That's one thing. You know, I've got a different standards. There's different people when they work for you. They've got a different mentality. Uh, and I'm back to being on my own. And again, we'll touch on I had a baby. Yeah. So we could talk about all that changes things at some point. So Absolutely. what it is now is, without sounding too smug, I've, at the point I always wanted to be at where the phone rings, the website inquiries come in, the Instagram inquiries come in and the Facebook ones, and I pick the best. Yeah. I, you know, I critique the cream off the crop. Some I'd, some I'd pick people like, Danny, why are you doing that? But I do it because to challenge myself. Sometimes I will still oil a, a, a floor or I'll do something that's good or good money or or whatever, or it'll just be, oh, I'll do that then, or, you know, but on the whole, you know, I get like, you know, I've got, I get so many recommendations now, and that's just gone, and, and, and you know, I've been doing stately homes, I've just been out to a castle to look at, not far from here, actually, Bolton mm. Hall or something, yeah, it's, um, it's not far, Leyburn, yeah, yeah, so, you know, I haven't quite took that job on yet, because it's a nightmare, but uh, she knows, I'm ma- and managing expectations, I learned yeah. to manage expectations, you know, not overpromise. so now, I feel like, without blowing my own trumpet, I've got a good online presence. I feel like I'm well-respected in the community. 
I've got so, ideas. So everyone on the podcast, we're just ordering more beer. Oh, so this is from our support team. So if you wonder so what that good. was, so we're ordering beer. You got Sarah uh, there working after hours, you know, <laughs> tapping away. You got a lot of beers. Oh, this is the dream, isn't it? It's, hey, I'm well impressed with this. Thank you so much, mate. There he is. There Give him a round of applause. Um, Thank you, Rob. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah. So is it mainly residential, right. commercial? You know, you're working for Mrs. Smith. Yeah. Is that is that what the game is? So that's what you're doing. Again, so through trial and error, like I don't really like working for third parties. Um, I just, you know, builders are like, some are really good and they're, you know, they're invested and you get, I work for architects, yeah. you know, architects, I've, I've got a lot of architects who know who I am now, who ring me up, like this Portland Hall one, that all started because I worked on a, a job called Brockfield Hall, it's a stately home in York, I did some of my best work there, you know, reclaimed Georgian floorboards, top nailed, you know, white oiled, they had a 400 year old what was it, quarter sawn, triple herringbone, like English oak floor. It had not been like sanded for like 60 years just to re-oil it. I painted a checker, I sanded some floorboards, filled them and did a checkerboard. Right. That was the hardest, one of the hardest oh. jobs I've ever Because he'd never do it, but I did it. I challenged myself and, you know, that was one of them where, and so the, the client, uh, I'm not hopefully dying, uh, I'm sure, I don't think it's a secret, but she is an editor for Home and Garden magazine. So yeah. all about the finish for her. So she loved the fact that, you know, I'm so like I say, artistic about the detail and the finish. And, you know, she like, and then her architect would come around and speak to me and I, he had a real eye and he liked it. It's called Rupert Cunningham. He's great. He does some great work. See his Instagram. He's in, oh man, he's just, every single house is like Downton Abbey. He goes to, but he's a good architect, you know. Have you done the architect's houses? Because they're, they're, <laughs> yes. they're, they're, they're funny ones. Damn they're, right I am. They always want like solid wood with yeah. like a creamy white that isn't white that might be white that could be matte that isn't matte or, or they've got a speck and they want to use, or, in, in 1988 we used to use this thing called something it's and not it used made to, anymore. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. I want that. Well, yeah. they don't make that anymore but I want that though and it's like well like they used to spec all the old solid yunkers and stuff like that in residential yeah. like look, we're not in the 80s yeah you know? so not go, totally so have you done any of them yes I have done an architect's floor they got Matt from Template Architects he's a guy from Leeds he, so they all see so yeah I actually fitted him a parquet floor and I would agree with you there. He's, Matt, bless him, he'd just be like, can I just borrow you? Can I just say, but he's an architect. And that's what I loved. He's pushing me to do the best work I have. He's got high standards, like there's no cutting corners here. No. You know, it's almost like you're in, you know, you, you're there, you're in there with the with the guys who have the eye. The, you know, they, so it's like nowhere to hide. There's no blagging, you know, no. can't blag them. You know, it's so, I enjoyed it. So yeah, so I'm getting now, like I say, I've got these people, you build up your, your client base. And uh, so I'm not too, too big for my boots. I will still go and sand up some pine boards for, you know, Wayne and Debbie, first-time buyers who don't have a lot of money, and you know I can I can um, be you know if I feel sorry for someone sometimes I can do them a better price, whereas if I know they've got the dough I can give them the the more the the the, the price. The estate yeah, 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 yeah. You know I'll never hammer anyone though because I'm always aware and I'm aware of my competition. I do what I feel's fair. You know sometimes if you can make five hundred quid in a day. Then don't be greedy. That's another thing. The greed, the more you push it, I've realised this. So when I was pushing price, 30, one point I was 30, I was 35, then I was 40, a square metre. And then I was going higher. But when you start going higher from like a certain sweet spot, they'll start picking snags or they'll start the slightest thing. 
they'll, 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 you know, they'll start like, hang on, you know. So it's just finding that sweet spot and it's knowing your competition, knowing what they are, knowing what maybe the, the painter and decorator with the higher machine is, and also knowing your worth. I'm not trying to say that I'll like, oh, I'll go cheap to get the job because I don't have to now. No. I've got, I'm literally, the phone rings, I've got a good reputation, you know, like I say, I get a good price. But I'm always fair, you know what I mean? Like, say if I'm, like, working off 40 a square metre or something and it might come to 645, I'll say, well, I'm at this, it's 40 a square metre, 645, call it six then. You know what I mean? Yeah. Give them a little wink and, you know, I'm happy there, happy. So, um so yeah, so that's what Sandhouse now is the, is good. It's going as good as it can. I'm at capacity. I've tried everything. I've tried fitting the floors. I've had a team. I've gone back down. You've got to do what works for you. Um, like I say, um, I like working alone. And my hat says long wolf, you know what I mean? I'm a lone soldier. I like working alone. I like being in control, man. I like it. So. And yeah. do, you, do you think the birth of uh, baby Sandhouse has calmed you down little bobby and, uh, yes yeah. uh, do, you think, do you think that's wound you yeah. back in and calmed you down Is that... totally totally so yeah i must confess i was a massive uh weed head you know i used to smoke a lot of cannabis since having him you know it's complete game changer you can't be stunned at three morning when it's a feed on you know and it's just for his sake now no. i want to be a great dad you know i'm told no. you i missed out on having a dad i want to be the best dad i'm having another by the way in no. july but well, i'm not <laughs> but no. she is yeah. yeah so we've got another one coming another little bite <laughs> and so you know yes it as i was running your so i mean i used to turn up to jobs like fucking stunned i'd smoke on weed on the jobs you know and the clients the clients wouldn't like they'd kind of even this Brockfield all job. I remember once I was having a I thought it was cost was good. I was having a spliff and she came like Daddy, Daddy, and I was like, Oh fuck it, she was like <laughs> blowing in her face. She was like, Could I just borrow you for a walk? You know, and in the end she didn't care because if you because the work was there and I just make a joke and say, Ah, oh, it keeps me in the zone, you know. But I think my work would speak for itself so much that I wouldn't advise that to anybody. No. Like I say, at all. And in fact, I would not advise it at all. But because I think I was a little bit unorthodox. There's like I think we were saying this earlier. I think maybe. I don't know, touching it, like, people will sort of, you know, you do your videos where you give, like, good advice, or I'll do, but someone will always say, that's not how you do it, or you don't do it like that, you know, and it's like... Let's go on to that then, Tony. Shall we? Yeah, let's... let's I don't know what the question, but you're having a baby, basically, I was running two businesses, I had four lads, I was fitting floors, now I'm just sanding them, there you go, that's that one. The baby's calming you down. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. But I think on the podcast, we get asked, well, no, I asked the question of what's the biggest problem. And a few lads have answered, mainly the contractors, maybe not the bigger boys, but the, the contractors on the ground. Everyone fits a floor differently. Everyone sands a floor different. Everyone runs a business differently. Yeah. And one of the biggest problems maybe in the flooring industry is the social media bullying. I'm gonna, that's what I'm going to label it as. Um, people's opinions and people's dick swinging. That's, that's probably... Totally. Lynch mobs. Uh, a bit like yeah. a lynch mob, in it, sometimes? Yeah. You know, and it's and funny, we didn't... Yeah, sorry. It does. Well, we didn't touch on... I'd never met you, and I'd felt like I'd formulated an opinion. And, you know, at the time, you you know, and and then and you never met me. And, uh, you know, I guess, like... And you, you dropped a couple of videos that... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Shots fired. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. listen, I'm on this podcast now. I was going to start a podcast, there was, weren't I? There was rockets over the bow. There was rockets, yeah. There was, you know, get your, you know, take cover. No, I was. So, you know, that just shows you, this is, like, proof, I believe, how... 
Sometimes they, they don't even always listen to others' opinion on just formulating uh, opinions due to that social media influence or WhatsApp groups, which can be really toxic places at the minute. They can be really helpful, really toxic. So I had somehow formulated this opinion that I thought like, you know, I'm in one of these, I'm one of the lads. And, you know, I thought, oh, there's a podcast now. I bet it's just going to be bloody, you know, people that want to sell us stuff or things like that. And I was wrong, you know, I started yeah. listening. I didn't even know you were. I thought, well, I'm going to do a podcast then. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it because I'm too busy. I had a kid. And, and actually, I started listening to yours and I thought, you know what? You start to feel like you get to know someone. Yeah. I'd never spoken to you before formulating these opinions. It's such a naive thing to do. You know, I've seen this place yeah. here. It's like, wow, it's brilliant. Yeah. And then you realise then that maybe people are projecting... Jealousy or not so much, or just why didn't I think of that? Or like just negativity and things like that. And I didn't, by listening to, I listened to quite a few. I've listened to the one with Peter from KHR, um, Miss My Hardwood, you know, Nikki, uh, the one even the other day, well, other week now, uh, Scott Fraser, good old Scott from Elite Floor. It's funny that, you know, he's a funny guy. And I loved it. And, and, you know, I realized then, you know, bloody hell, you're doing a a flooring podcast. You're going to have supplies on. You're going to have floor men and women on, floor guys and gals, you know. And I was listening. I felt like by you being up standing the floor, I'm listening, you're in my ears, and I'm like, Ah, this Tommy, what I thought he is, he's all right, he's not bad. And I messaged you to say, credit where it's due, I was wrong or whatever, you know. And then and then what we did was, I said, well, get yourself on podcast then, because as I've always said when we launched this podcast, it is for everyone. If you're in the flooring industry, you come on. So a bit of a plug there, if anyone wants to come on, just message can come on. Get on and it, get some beers. <laughs> and that's what, so the message on the podcast that I want to get about is, I keep seeing it across sanding. Obviously, the sanding, the wood guys have their own little, let's say, groups. Yeah, the carpet lads, the LVT lads. And there's just no need to take that. This is evidence of, I'm going to say, let's say, an individual taking the piss out of someone else for doing something for their own whatever. And then, but we then had an adult conversation and said, Hang on, we're both from the fucking northeast. Yeah, let's have a couple of beers and bash it out. Yeah, and then we're here two weeks later, and there was just no need. So well, six months of negativity for yeah. what you know. Yeah. But I, I started to realise. I think by uncoupling myself from some of, I left some of these groups. Or you know, and as much, and that's the other thing is, if you're gonna be put yourself out there and high, the collateral damage of that is people are gonna sh- try and be snipey. You know, I just put a real a video up. It's got 50,000 views in 24 hours on Facebook, and I've already got the know-it-all Nigels or, the, you know, the DIY Daves. That's not how you do it. That's wrong. And I'm like, a professional wouldn't... Excuse me. A professional wouldn't do that. I'm like, oh, well, fucking hell, then what do I know, you know? But, yeah, here we are. Anyway, going on to, you know... Talk to me about reels, Danny. Danny, that, that's what I want ah. to... Uh, right? Because, you know, we all look at out again. I've looked at your reels, and I've known... Because we own a social media company. We own a digital marketing agency, so we, so we charge for doing people's social media. But what I noticed by my own professional viewing, um, your reels get good traction. You know, yeah. you drop something, it gets two, three hundred likes. Other people drop something, they get three likes. Yeah. So, give me a secret. I've noticed. Yeah, <laughs> no, totally. That's the thing. You know, it's like it is a dark art, isn't it? You're right. And through, you're totally right, mate. You're totally right. And listen, what I would say to anybody is, as you can tell, I'm not afraid to fail. You know, I don't. I don't know if it's through my life. Like I said, the early years of being having nothing. Having, I was on free school meals. We had no money. You know, having nothing. Or I don't know what it is, but I'm not. Or I'm just not afraid to fail. And you know what? You will see some reels on there. I've probably just got two hundred likes. Yeah. But it's like, don't feel if you put something out there. 
Oh, no one wants to know it. Don't take it personally. If you throw enough mud at the wall, eventually something will stick. It's I consistency, said consistency. Consistency. Learn. You know, adapt. You know, I am a big believer in letting you, you shout, you, you, and I am creative, like I've always said, like, there is a bit of a creative, and if you find that you may be not, some people like me, I can play guitar, I do all these different things, I do all these fans, my channel creativity and flaws and stuff. Some people are that right brain, it's like, it's all about your brain. Some people might be much more different in a different way, like, you know, everybody's got different, you know, so if you didn't, then outsource it to someone that knows. If you really feel that, you know, you're just not going to, but, you know, but I do think that for me, it's like, so what's worked? Be yourself, but also look what other people are doing. So here's here's a here's some it, right? I noticed there's this uh, there's this guy or these guys, this team in America called Picasso Floor Design. They do get some numbers. They get hundred, and they were smart. Here's the other thing I'll speak about reels. I got on the reel train a bit too late because of this pressure from snarky people. Are oh, these reels? They're just, you know, they're annoying. But this was just people in the game, again, projecting their own insecurities because they didn't want to do them. But if you were doing these reels early, Instagram was rewarding them, throwing them in people's feed because they were comp they're competing with TikTok. Yeah. They, so they were really banging that drum for, for reels. So I did notice a little bit late, but I got on the bus in time that, you know, get on it. So I was watching this Picasso floor design. And if you look on someone's reels, you're on Instagram, on the grid, you've got the, you can click on the play button, but then you just see reels yeah. or you can just see photos. So on the Instagram um, interface, you can see there's pictures underneath the profile and, con you know, whatever. There's like pictures, there's reels, and then there's... um tagged photos you can click one of them tabs the main feed will show your reels and your pictures together but if you want to isolate them you can just click on reels you can see oh, the yeah. numbers of views like you see okay that's how you know how many views then you can see how many views that reel is getting so this picasso floor designer i was like seeing them right honestly they just would like they do two videos on repeat they knew it they cracked it they were just gap filling floors parquet something like asmr they call it or cathartic about gap filling a floor and um you know, cutting in with stain. Because everyone thinks it's a bit of a, oh, wow, you know, you're there with paintbrush. You're using a solvent stain. It's not like paint. You know, it's very thin in it. It goes underneath the skirting. So you can you can whiz and cut in. So in a, in a way, I took inspiration from that. And I thought, right, I'm going to um, gap fill. So I, then I, I just started looking at what is what is like relevant, what is current, you know, like memes. They say, like, if you use a song that's trending, then it'll boost it a bit more if you use a trending song. Sometimes it'd be like, grab someone's attention in the first three seconds. So I've got one that's got like 40,000 views, I think, or something like that, where I'm um, doing someone's furniture. Because, you know, I did fit someone the floor. It was a big job, loads of money. They had these handmade oak uh, units. Dead easy to sand. It took me like an hour, you know. And I was doing them. But if I just have the video, it is quite good sometimes seeing you sat. They like to see that process, but... You've got to put yourself in the eyes of a viewer as well, I think. Always put yourself in the eyes of someone sat there on the toilet, probably, yeah. looking at it. You know what I mean? Or whatever it is. Yeah. Because, uh, and then, like, so what I did was I, sh I quickly edited. And Instagram make it really easy to, like, you know, sort of easy-ish, if you know what. You know, I did a quick picture of before, half a second, before, after, beep-boosh, and then me starting to sand it. So they're like, oh, they've got a context, right? There's it before, there's it after, and here he is sanding these units, you know, and then the rest you can just show him sanding and doing the different things, and then, so it was almost like you've got a bait, sometimes you've got a bait to hook up a little bit, sometimes it's about having a bit of writing at the start, like, wait till the end. It's a bit cringy because you have to, like, like I was saying earlier about 
different ways to do things, you know, you can, there's a bit of a script and sometimes you have to be a bit cringe and it'd be like, wait, you know, wait till you see the end result. You won't believe this. I don't quite do that, but you've still got to do something in principle, which, you know, hook them, get them hooked. And and so, you know, and I was learning what did well. At first I was doing reels because I love the Beatles. I was putting the Beatles on there. They weren't doing that good because not everyone loves the Beatles, you know. (laughs) The minute I put whatever, some trending song on there and a few little, and then so it gets big. But sometimes I'm just being myself as well. People, you know, I'm just giving sort of tips. Sometimes it's advice how to look how to check your wear layer on an engineered floor. Variety. Yeah, yeah. Con- there's that old stupid thing. It's a bit cringe, but content is king. But it is. Keep it out. Keep it in here. That's that's what I've learned to think. It's. I used to hate doing videos. I thought I'm not doing videos. I'm not going on the camera. And now I just don't give a shit. I just just exactly. just, just, just it, I am. Who, which is part of the reason is that when we went on to that before, like. Is he really this? Is he really? Yeah, that's that's just me. That's just yeah. I just don't care. But uh, you got to no, no. you got to have the thick skin, aren't you? Because yeah. who cares what you know? Yeah. Who cares? So many people are like, oh well, I'll I'll just do this with one reel, one reel. You know, maybe you can do a hundred, not one. And if you fuck totally. five up or whatever, so it's consistency. I like that. Yeah, um, you keep doing it. Don't give up. Don't be like don't be your own biggest critic. But also the yin and yang. Look at love yourself, hate yourself, critique yourself, but say yeah, have confidence. Just do it. Don't be a luddite. Like I think I don't know if I said like blockbusters is no more because they Netflix did. You know they didn't move with the times and there is so so you got to move with the times. You got to do it whether you like it or not. Don't worry about your WhatsApp group. Don't worry about what no. you know other you know in the game are saying after time. They're just a bit jealous or why are you doing this or why are you doing that. Be yourself. Go for it. If you don't get a lot of views, doesn't matter. Who Just cares? Keep going. keep going. Not every which ticket will be a winner. You know it's like a raffle. Yeah. Buy a few tickets, man. Don't the, care. The other thing interesting with social media, even though on the stats of how many views and things like that, you so and and this podcast and all all that, there's someone always watching that you don't know that's watching. That's like not in a bad way, like in a good way. Though you know there might be a customer that's been following you for years and years and years. And we've had them. Um, there's, oh, I've been watching your floors for like 18 months. But I, ne- I bought a house and now I need one. And it's like you just... Totally, So mate. if you're not putting your stuff out, how the hell are you going to get found? Mate, um, I get so much work through Instagram. Like, so much, yeah? Hashtags is another thing. There's another little tip, you know. <clears throat> Hashtag your city. Hashtag, um, you know... Lot of, there's a lot of people with renovation accounts. Home renovation. Yeah, I got into these people, right? And they'd all follow each other, like keeping up with the Joneses. And I knew it. Once I did Holly's, who was Holly at number nine, you know, the little house on the hill would want theirs doing, you know, because it's like, so I got into them, you know, it's just like, and I guess that was looking for opportunities. That was the state agency that helped me do that. But yeah, totally, Tom, you're absolutely right. They feel like they know you before they even get you in the door. So half of your court is won because... Oh my word, these beers, we could have to get, have you got any wine? <laughs> Don't mix grape in the grain, buddy, no. oh, that would be bad. So, but I, they already know me. I've already got the job. I, I just do not lose jobs. I, I do not expect. Yeah, I don't lose jobs, and that sounds such a like uh, cocky thing to say. But I just don't lose jobs. People feel like they know me. I immediately on an inquiry it comes in. If it's not through Instagram, send them my Instagram. You know, and I send, I, I, I link. They're all. You've got to link them all together, one way or another. You know, use them to your advantage. Um, and I, I don't pay. I don't pay. Not that because I get recommendations now. 
if I didn't, and it was quiet, I would turn on AdWords because that's one way to get the phone ringing. Oh, absolutely. You get a lot of crap, but you know, get, yeah. you got to find the gold nuggets in the crap as well, you know, but your phone will ring. AdWords is a guaranteed way, but yeah, through just by listen, if I could give people advice, definitely, you know, be confident. I, one of some of these reels, you get 40,000 views, I might get like, 40 followers or 30 followers are real. All right, they're in Seattle or they're in India, but it just helps make your presence better that, you know, you've got a bigger following. When when Sally, who wants you to do their floor sees, you've got two and a half thousand followers and you're just a wood floor sander. Yeah, it's good, yeah. isn't it? It's good numbers. Some have got many more. You know, but... you need two or three in, in York or wherever your city is. And totally. It's a couple of grand. It's more, it could be 10. Exactly. Yeah, right. so, so, yeah. Totally. So, uh, yeah, there you go. There's the reels. I recommend uh, everybody just go for it. On the reels, Move with yeah. the times. Yeah, totally. So, a couple of questions I want to ask, which are some of the old chestnuts on the podcast. Um, what is the biggest fuck up you've done <laughs> on a job? Hands down, honest. I'll be honest. Uh, yeah. I am honest. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know this by now, what's the, what's the biggest just one? Said I was smoking juke copious <laughs> amounts of cannabis on site. Yeah, honestly, man. But uh, honestly, with the way, like I said, a bit Asperger, a bit ADHD. As you know, I talk a lot already. You've had had it put. Tom, you've not got a word in edgeways. Yeah. But it, it would just channel me down. It'll keep me, you know, grounded for that respect. So yeah, you know, not advising everybody smoke weed. You'll probably throw a whitey on the customer's floor. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but the biggest fuck up. So going back to when I was fake it till you make it. You know, winging it back in the day. Yeah. Um, my second floor I ever sanded. So it was before I don't even think I'd got on with one stop or whatever. I was still like getting what I could. And a mate of mine was in construction. He had a mate and he said he needed his floor sand. He was a big bodybuilder as well. He was massive. This guy from York. I was still living in Manchester. I drove back to do it while he was away. There's pictures all, all over his house where he's like that. There's, there's, <laughs> there's, there's trophies just, every. Just for the podcast, Danny's now doing muscle pictures. Yeah, 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 yeah. For anyone not watching, yeah, not yeah, watching what, yeah. get it on your TV. Come on, let me on your telly. We've yeah. made it. Yeah. So, anyway, he's like that. I'm like, he's a big guy. I think he, and to, to to make it more intimidating, I think he'd gone on a shooting holiday as well in Wales. So. Yeah. Anyway, engineered floor. So he had this dog. Was his love of his life. This poor dog. It was an old dog though, and with dog comes urine. Old dog, uncontrollable bladder. Yeah. Three millimetre well here, which I didn't know at the time. You know where this is going, don't you? Black marks. So I thought, well, I've sanded a pine floor and I've got the black out. It's done white. You know, anyway, I thought, well, it's engineered. So I was smart enough to think, start, don't go, don't. So I started on an 80. Yeah, Yeah, I started on an 80 grade. I was like, yeah, all right, you've been too cautious there, Danny. I should have known by now. It was black all the way through. Second floor I've ever done. All right, Danny, drop to 60. (laughs) No, let's try 40. Don't ask me no. what. This is where you learn. I learned a big lesson that day. I dropped to a twenty-four grit on a three millimeter engineered floor, which was just knackered anyway. It yeah. was. It was knackered, so it was like skinned it to the bone. Sanded no. through it. Sanded through. I've never done any. That's my biggest fuck up. Never sanded through a floor since. Never done it. Learn. But that, what happened with that job, mate? <laughs> I had to ring him. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. I'm like this. And I'm like walking around pacing, you know that you you know when you've ever everybody makes mistakes, by the way, that's life. Yeah. But you know you get that sickening feeling. Yeah, yeah. You could just be just sick. I'm pacing around and I'm ringing him like that, you know, you know, and then I'm ringing him, I'm looking like that. Oh shit, is there doing this with muscles? I thought, oh god, <laughs> then I rung him and I just said, Look, your floor's knackered, mate. <laughs> I was like, Your floor's knackered. You I, I should have been honest, I give it a go, but I said, I've sanded through it, I've got to be honest. It was sound. It was all right. He said, Yeah, I know it's knackered, mate. Just make it look as good as you can. 
I'm half in, I'm half, he was, his house was going on the market, you see, and he just wanted to tie it up to go on the market. He said, I'll put a plant pot there or something. <laughs> anyway, he, 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 he put a new floor in to sell the house in the end. So he paid yeah. me and he, was, he ended up feeling sorry for me and he admired that I tried. A young lad turned up, had a go, and he would then, he gives me loads of referrals to this day. He's got a big, he's a builder. Yeah. And he gives me referrals to this day, and he loves, he laughs, love. We laugh at the journey now, you know. How I'm, you know, the be on the big I am. I can know this, I know that. But I did his, I did his job, and uh, sanded through his floor. So yeah, there you it. go. Love that. That's probably yeah. as bad as it gets, mate. I've never gone through a pipe because I'm so terrified and OCD. Never gone through a cable. I've, uh, I've, that's the only thing I've done. I haven't done anything. I've very, very rarely. Re I've never. I must have only had to do like two or three resands in my six-year career because I'm so like yeah. autistic. Yeah. No, fair, yeah. <laughs> and what? Quite. Uh, if you can keep it. Not this. This bit maybe keep a, a little bit shorter. But the um, what is the bit of bit of advice about the flooring industry? Not about sanding. Let's say what's the bit of a bit of business advice you've received um, that you use to this day? Do you know what? I wonder if I wrote this down, like because I was writing little ideas. You know, um, the best advice. I've had a few, you know, I've had a few. So my, like I say, so part of like, a, I have to say like, the, right, keep it brief. So Dave Watson at the early days, I would ring him and he'd just troubleshoot for me over the phone. And I would, he would talk me through getting out of jail of the job like so many times. I don't need that advice anymore. But the best advice I've got was watch your overheads. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Watch your overheads because, you know, you can quite quickly, you know. And then the other one was, you know, I believe it or not, it was Vernon from Floristar. And he'd just sort of say, you know, when you've been in these groups or you think people were talking, Vernon would just say, Danny, fuck, all, fuck everyone else, mate. You know, you go to work, you do your job, go home. Don't talk about any of this shit, you know. Like the negativity, yeah. Vernon was like, Danny, who gives a fuck? Excuse my language, but he's like, he's had a point. It's like... Yeah, and I admire Vernon so much, you know, well, like you well, know, Vern, Vern's for the for the podcast. <laughs> Vern's world class because Vern came to me as an apprentice welder. Trained him, oh really? Was he? he was well, an appre apprentice, apprentice well. welder, and stuck in, did his job, turned up, was reliable, really took pride in his work, got him a van, etc. And then Vernon bought the business yeah. from us. Yeah, um, and still now he uses all the tactics yeah, and the. Yeah. Quality and the pricing, everything that we do at Cockrell and Co., he just absorbed that like a sponge. Said, I can't remember how old was Vernon, Sarah? Like he's left school or something, was he? 18, was he 18 or something? No, but when did he take the business over? Oh, that was when I, was I don't know, 25. Let's see, let's see, it's mid 25s. Um, and he's just kept to the same process, built a massively successful business, not huge, but successful sanding business, but just done the same. Processes yeah. and so hats and every, off to Vern because he's um... everybody's trying to reinvent the wheel or do this, do that. He just do, and he's so knowledgeable. He's he's very humble. He knows every species or whatever. He doesn't try and be, you know. He's just, you know, he love it. He does his job and he does it well. He sticks to it. And he just was like Danny, like Danny. Who gives it? You know why you like you know? And he he, he 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 talks sensibly. He tells you how it is as well. He told me, and that's part of part of me. I like just stepping back from like leaving these group or like just not getting involved with. Who cares if this this supplier charges this much for that? Who cares? I not me, you know. And he was like, he, that's because he was said to me, Danny, come on, go do your job, get home, forget about it. You know what I mean? Two things with Vern as well that his own personal stuff, which is quite blow smoke here. But two things, he'll always ask for help. 
He'll never, he's, you know, he will ring and say, what would you do in this instance? Humble, that, isn't he? He's humble yeah, guy. And he still does yeah. that now. That's brilliant. Um, and then the second thing, he's sharp as a button with his numbers. Like you said about your overheads. Yeah. Or you send him an invoice for lacquer that's 24 pence more than it was last month. He's like, that's 24 pence more. That's the yeah. Darlington. Whoa. That's the Darlington in you, though, isn't it? You're all like that. You're all quite savvy, lads. It's like, about wow. Darlington. He's you're like, just, you know. You just, like, I've, you know. I've sold him a tub of glue and he's like, it was 58 quid last time, mate. Like, <laughs> it's 58, like, 58 like, pounds, 20 pence. Jesus, Vern. But yeah, anyway. Any go, think. yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's that. Keep yeah. it low. And then, yeah, you know, and like I said, with regards to Dave Watson, he, he just has done so much for me. I just, I have to say it um, because I don't, I've said everything about everyone, but he's just done things where he's turned up to my door with an order which weren't going to make it. He's come on bank holiday weekends with stain that I didn't have for a big job. He's he's taught he's come on jobs parquet, he taught me how to lay parquet, he taught me how to fit for free. He taught me, you know, just wants to he, there's a man who really he's a, just a wood more floor, he's a woodman's woodman, if you know, he just loves it. He don't want to take over the world. He just loves it's his hobby, it's his passion, and he just wants to just um like just help like yeah, and he just helped me as, as so much. I can't tell you, I wouldn't have been able to do it without him. So he would have took. As I said, everyone, I know, I didn't name dropping everyone, but that man has he become a mate as well. He's yeah. become a mate, and um, you know, he's yeah, he's he's just he's just a top top guy with regards to you know. And I think that that's the other thing we say about all this negativity. I think. He kind of did something because he was the next guy on the tools, uh, you know, sort of thing. Or he's done, and then I think sort of you would have like people talking about trying to cause. Like I just find that like, maybe like yourself, when or, or him, once you're doing something a bit different, people will try and cause trouble or try and throw tarnish, you know, because they don't they want they don't like what you're doing, you know. No. Not many suppliers. I get it. He he does what he does not because he's making wants to make a big profit. He does it because he does it for the love of it, you know. He's driving out way on this bank holiday weekend or coming to me on a job, my first ever park air job. Came with me and just led the charge on wrapping park air on an island. I took. I thought I can fit a floor now. <laughs> 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 and it was an island yeah. you know and you got to match the hair, you know you got oh, to marry yeah. it up oh, it's still panic panic stage yeah he came and just led the charge on it and just watch it you know and this was actually before he went in for a quite major heart surgery and this was actually while he had a real bad ticker or whatever was going wrong and you know, I just got to just give it, you know, and I think that he, you know, he's, he's also like highly, highly respected for, but I also think that there is other people who will try and cause a bit of trouble and sort of like, I think I've seen other reps for reputable like brands who talk really bad stuff about him, but it's because I think, again, it's always people projecting some kind of, you know, insecurity or, you know, and, 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 and yeah, anyway, sorry, I don't want to, I just know that he's, he's so many, you know, he's, he's, he's done so much, like so much, he's helped me so much and, um, you know, I think he's been a victim, like you say. If you put people might be negative, I think he's been a similar sort of thing where he's a bit of the new breed of suppliers where all of the old hacks don't work anymore. You know, with Instagram and people talking now, and with these WhatsApp groups, a benefit is to him. Everybody talks, have you used this, have you used that? You know, now, so I guess it's like, you know, these, yeah. So I've got to give a massive thanks to him. You know, he's a massive part of my health. I success. think the key message there really for the podcast listeners that anyone's listening and running a flying business is it's okay to ask for help yes the right help and totally. also um it's fucking lonely doing it on your own it's and it's much yes. harder and yeah. we and me, me and sarah have done stuff we know why have mentors why have this why have that because it's fucking easier doing it yeah with someone else Are you back i, I agree to, so that's, totally. you know, that's a great thing with dave yeah. um that you know and it doesn't matter who it is it can be friends family suppliers as long as you trust them know them 
that's one way to grow your business. It doesn't financially, just in in sort of knowledge, let's say. Hey, hope you're enjoying the show so far. Just a quick reminder, 10th and the 11th of July. We want to see you there. Floor in freedom. Visit the website cockerellandco.co.uk and grab your tickets now. Enter the code podcast, get the discount. Now sit back, keep enjoying the show. Thanks. What I'm going to do now, Danny, is I'm going to go in the quick fire round. And oh, these are, I'll be waiting uh, for this, yeah. Uh, yes. And these are quick fire. <laughs> really? Is that your long answer? Oh, we're going to be here and uh, Rob's going to have to go and get some more beers. Yeah. Uh, so, Sorry, everyone. Um, the, old right. che- the old chestnut, McDonald's, Burger King, Five Guys or Domino's. Wow, this has changed. What we're ordering. Ah, oh, Five Guys, mate. Uh, well, Burger King, uh, if, yeah. Five Guys, Five, five Guys. guys yeah, yeah, totally. So we're not a Five Guys virgin. That's fine. We'll get that no out of the way. No way, no uh, way. Sunbathing or skiing? Mate, snowboarding, but it's skiing. Yeah. I go snowboarding every year, other than since having my baby. So I'm a keen snowboarder. I go every year. Lovely. Yeah, I went to Canada the other year. That's and we're sat here drinking, I think, I don't even know. Madri? Madri yeah, yeah. best um, So what is your favourite alcoholic drink? Ooh, a vino rosso, a super Tuscan, believe it or not. I'm quite oh, cultured for a Yorkshire, isn't I? You know, a, a, a Tuscan red wine. Lovely. Yeah. I like it. And if you... Well, we'll go this way. I'm assuming you've got a new house in York. What are the floors fitted to your house yeah. now? Right, pack it, down, all downstairs, because yeah. remember I told you, yeah. I'd learned on my own floors back home. Uh, I fit loads apart. I just thought, right, I'll fit my own floors if I mess them up, you know, yeah. can do them again. Pack it, all downstairs, upstairs, engineered planks, oak planks. So it's oak. And oak what finish have you got on them? What did you put I've, on them? I've got on natural white 2KPU burger cider. It's a two component invisible lacquer. You know, look, raw looking. Well, that was simple. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I can do quick if you want. And. Tea or coffee? Which one? If you had to drink only one on a job? On a job? Oh, well, if I was on a desert island, it'd be Yorkshire tea. But if I'm on a job, you you wouldn't think I need coffee, but you know that caffeine just gives you that extra bit of. So it's got to be coffee on it, mate. Lovely. On a job. Um, and if you won ten million on tonight's Euro Millions, um, I've done the it. The first five things you were gonna buy. Oh, wow, mate. Wow, wow, wow. Jeez, um, mate. Um, oh, well, I'd buy, like, um, a farm. A farm? Buy a farm. Yeah. That's one thing. That's one. Oh, man, I didn't know. You know what? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I always know, like, the other one. I thought, I'll tell him snowboarding, you know. But if I've won the lot, uh, yeah. What, um, so buy a farm. I would buy, um, buy a farm. I would buy a camper van. Yeah. yeah. I would uh, buy a real expensive guitar because I play guitar. <laughs> yeah. So I'd buy, you know, something to belong. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> something belong to like John Lennon or you know someone like that. George Harrison's guitar. I'd buy a guitar. So that's one, two. That's three. I would buy. Um, I'd buy. I you know ten million. I would you know given all the youth work that I've done, I would buy. I would put like uh, some sort of. I'd buy some kind of um, like. Um, Something for young people, like a like a a bit like a training school for naughty kids who, who can go because uh, go and do, do hands on stuff. So I'd do I'd buy some kind of I'd be a bit like a philanthropist, like I'd I'd buy a um, like um, like a like a kind of school for naughty kids to well, not naughty but disadvantaged people. I'd I'd give I'd try and invest in the oh, this would this be yeah, this, I'd try and invest in the community. That's right, four yeah. five. I would buy. Mummy, a house. Oh, Buy me, mummy, a house, of course. Yeah, I'm a mama's house. boy. 
If she's going to listen, you'll be like, uh, excuse me, uh, yeah. what's, what's I'm going to get her to watch this on the TV because, you know, she'll think I'm on telly. She don't really know. She's a bit of a Luddite, so I'm going to put YouTube app on and like, she can watch it. I'm like, ma'am, I'm on telly. We made it. You know, look where we've come. So, yeah. And what um, dream vehicle? I know you said camper. What type yeah. of camper would it be? Or have you got a car in mind? You, would you like a car or...? Yeah, no, no, totally. That's a good point. Yeah, no. Um, you know what? If it's a vehicle, don't have to be necessarily be a four wheels. I had a, a boat, a nice big, you know, you know, you see what you see these um, Saudi sort of uh, oil tycoons on. You know, it's like a five story house on a boat. You know, I'd have like a. You might not have changed from ten million that. So, oh yeah. really? Is that what you can tell? Maybe have a little yacht down Scarborough. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'd get like a Max and Paddy camper van. Remember Max and Paddy? Yeah. yeah I'd get like that. Yeah, that'd be great for me. I just yeah, that'd be me. I love know. it. Less is more. Brilliant. So, Danny, as that brings the end of the podcast, where can everyone find you on social media? I'm obviously Instagram, but is there anywhere else yeah. you're lurking, or is that the number yeah, one place? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's where I put a lot of my uh, chicken eggs in that basket. Instagram, so at uh, Danny Sandhouse or Sandhouse Floor Sanding. Everything just duplicates through to Facebook anyway. So that's where you find me, man. Danny Sandhouse, Sandhouse Floor Sanding. Um, if you've not had enough of me by now and you <laughs> and you really if you're still listening to me, that's where you can find me. So uh, yeah, nice one. Thanks for listening. Uh, no, and Thanks I for think, having me. Thanks for watching. I'm watching, yeah. Wow. Um, and I think the message on this podcast is don't make assumptions over anyone until you've sat down face to face and had a beer. Totally, mate. Are we, are we gonna go and I and I will I, I will also <laughs> add yeah, cheers to that. I will also add that you know what, it's okay to be wrong. Yeah. And as long as, you know, it just you think, I was wrong there. Don't fall on your sword. Don't die on a hill, you know. I was wrong. We were always yeah. wrong. No one's yeah. right all the time. So it's okay to yeah. be wrong. Yeah. And, uh, we wrong we was. Yeah. Yes, Thanks very much. Thank you so much, mate. Thanks for having me. If you'd like to find out more information about what we do, you can visit our website at cockerellandco.co.uk. That's cockerell andco.co.uk We also have an Instagram account which is Cockerell and Co and also we are on Facebook. Once again don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and we look forward to seeing you here again soon.